Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the lombardi line with former nfl executive michael lombardi now here is your host timmy ababafe on vsan the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. It is our number two of the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Femi Bebefe alongside Michael Lombardi out in Tucson, Arizona on the road here. Uh, fun first hour that we had on the program. We thank Thomas Gable once again, the racing sports director over at the Borgata. Coming up in 15 minutes, Matt Humans. Host of VSIN tonight, which you can check out Monday through Friday, 9 to midnight Eastern. He'll join us to discuss the NFL and college football as well. But before we get into all of that, it's time to step into Michael Lombardi's office. The appointments are lined up. You waiting for somebody in there? Got an appointment. And it's not about what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. It's not personal. It's strictly business time. You and me at a private talk where step into my office. And step into my office with Michael Lombardi. Mr. Lombardi, we'll see you now. All right. It is time. And the first person that needs to step up into the office is Chris Ballard. Michael, what does Chris Ballard need to hear? Well, I, I think Chris Ballard already knows what to hear. He needs to keep his owner, Uncle Jim Irsay, from talking. And I think that certainly could calm the waters. But I do think that G, that Chris needs to understand that whatever decisions they make organizationally as it reflects upon Jonathan Taylor, whether they redo his contract or not, has to set precedent moving forward. It's easy for the fans at home to say, well, just give them some more incentives or give them more money. Yeah. Well, they don't understand the ripple effect that it creates moving forward. And typically, especially with contracts, when you give a guy a contract, you give guaranteed money in exchange for seasons. If you're just giving away without adding any more years onto the contract, that becomes a problem. Now, would the kid be willing to take a three or four year deal? Maybe. But I don't think Chris Ballard or Jim Mercer are in the position to want to pay $17 million a year to a running back, especially the way the market is. So... I think what Chris needs to hear simply is this. Calm the waters. Focus on the season. Let's make sure he's healthy before we engage in any other conversation. Because I think it's really important that his health is first and foremost. And whatever you do, Chris, everything you do towards him, if you give him a new deal, tie it to winning. Tie it to winning. Because with the last thing you want to do is have him have a year that he had last year. You pick high in the draft and you're giving him incentive money. 
Yeah, and the, we saw the New York Giants do that with Saquon Barkley and his adjustment of a contract, that one-year deal that he signed right after the tag deadline expired, and his incentives are tied to them also making the playoffs. So uh, Saquon Barkley's interests and the team's interests are aligned for him to go ahead and maximize the amount of money that he is able to make. All right, the next person is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach, Todd Bowles. What does he need to hear? Well, I think Todd needs to hear simply you, one thing. When you have two quarterbacks, you don't have a quarterback. And I think what Todd, you need to do, and unfortunately you've been in this situation before where you can coach the hell out of the defense and make the defense good, but offensively it's going to be a challenge. And I would urge you, Todd, to pick the quarterback that you feel like doesn't make the complicated complicated, right? Doesn't make the easy throw hard. I think that's really important. And I also think that you need to be able to get your offensive line to where it's constantly improving, where you can run the football a little effectively to take some of the pressure off the quarterback. But my in, my instincts tell me I think Kyle Trask gives you a better chance. We've already seen Baker Mayfield have his run. People know how to defend him, and I think people understand what it what he gives him the most trouble: pushing the pocket, moving forward, and can he throw the ball outside? If we're going to get the ball to Mike Evans, which we need to. If we're going to get the ball to Chris Goblin, I think Kyle Trask might give us the best chance. Is it perfect? Absolutely not. We're going to have to play it close to the vest because we don't have a quarterback and that's going to happen probably in next year's draft if you can get to that point so try to do the best you can with what you have uh, that's a good point that you bring up at the end there if he can get to that point because i'm sure todd bowles like we haven't heard any todd bowles hot seat stuff but if it's a bad season here i'm sure he's looking over his shoulder saying hey am i going to be around to draft a caleb williams well, or a drake may or one of those guys well, we know this right that the the glacier family has fired tony dungy they fired john gruden Right, they're they're not prone to not making changes. Mm -hmm. So you know they're when they think they recognize a change needs to occur, they do it. Yeah, well, Todd Bowles, we got to see some improvement here for the season on this team, and be careful which quarterback you end up choosing to be your Week One starter, whether it be Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask. All right, there's something going on in Carolina because last week head coach Frank Reich was in the office. Now it's rookie quarterback, starting quarterback Bryce Young who's entering Michael Lombardi's office. Look, Bryce, I think one thing you've got to do is continue to protect yourself, keep getting rid of the ball, keep learning the offense. Now at the part of the season that we've come to is the playbook's thrown out, right? So you're not going to play in the final preseason game. So now make sure that you're on the same page with the offensive coordinator, Thomas Brown. Make sure you're on the same page with the head coach and just run the things that you feel most comfortable running and make sure you're protected. I think it's really important that you grind down on those protections. You make sure you understand where the hots are, what's coming towards you, but you've got to do a really good job of throwing out the whole playbook and just running it to where you run the things that you have to run. I think one of the biggest problems in pro football is everybody tries to do too much, right? Everybody tries to create too many more plays. And I think back to Steve Jobs. And when Steve Jobs, you know, when he took over Apple, he cut down the product line. Steve Jobs is famous for understanding what focus is. And I'll explain what focus is for you, Bryce Young. Focus is people think it's being say yes to the things you must focus on. But, but that's not what it is at all. It means saying no to the other good ideas that they're out there and picking carefully to what you can run and proud of the things that you've done and dismiss some of those. Innovation is saying no to a thousand things. 
That's what you need to do. It's not about new plays. It's about running these plays better. And I think that, as your leader of the team, I think you got to convince them of that. Yeah, that's excellent advice. I think oftentimes with a lot of young quarterbacks, especially rookie quarterbacks, we see them trying to do too much and, and sometimes compounding errors. Just because one guy makes a mistake, you can't correct what he did. You just got to make sure you make the safest play to keep the team on task and stay ahead of the sticks there. All right, Jadavian Clowney, former first overall pick back in the Houston Texans back in 2014, now on the Baltimore Ravens. What do you got to say to Clowney? Well, look, I'd say make sure your knee strong, stay healthy, and pick your spots, right? Like, you're not a 60-minute player any longer. You've been on six teams already. You're a first-round pick. We know you've had shoulder surgeries. We know you've had knee problems. We know you don't practice quite a bit. Like, pick your spots and make sure they use you in the right role, the Justin Houston role that you, that was there last year for the Baltimore Ravens. And then make sure that you can have some of the production because you could help this football team, but you gotta be able to stay healthy to do that. And I think that's gonna be the key for you is staying healthy and understanding your role within the framework of the defense. Not 70 plays, let's try to get us 15 to 18 to 20 really good plays. Yeah, he is the first number one overall pick to play for five different teams since Jeff George back in the 1990s. I believe Jeff George ended up playing for seven teams in his career there. So it's a uh, it's been bouncing around. Not a good, a not, not a good, not a good thing to be with, Benny. Not, That's not a good no, thing to yeah, be with, right? No. Man, but Jeff George, he had, he had a hell of an arm, didn't he? Back in oh, the a day, great arm. <laughs> he had a hell of an arm. You know, but it, it goes to the point where you know you can be talented. But you got to have everything around you. That that's what worries me about Zach Wilson. You talked about Zach Wilson, you know, showing more this year. Zach Wilson showed he's got skills. Does, can Zach Wilson endear himself to his teammates? I mean, that's what makes Garoppolo so good. You you hear those players talk about Garoppolo. They love him. It isn't because Garoppolo throws an easy ball to catch or Garoppolo has a powerful arm. Garoppolo's a leader. I think that's what Zach Wilson needs to try to become. Yeah, I saw at the end of the Raiders-Niners game, man, those Niners guys were going up to Garoppolo like it was like a long-lost relative yeah. <laughs> they hadn't seen in a while. It's like, hey, Jimmy, how you doing? All right, last person that needs to be called into the office, Cleveland Browns kicker Cade York, who has struggled so far this preseason. What do you have to say to Cade York? Well, Cade, I'd go back to North Dallas. You know, you spent time with your kicking coach down there. I think you need to really spend some time with him because one thing I've learned in my career is – is guy teams give up too early up on kickers, right? Like, let's just take for example, you know, uh, Jason Elliott. Uh, you know, teams gave up on him. All of a sudden, he's a Pro Bowl kicker. Same thing with Harris Buckner. You know, the Carolina Panthers drafted him in the seventh round. They cut him, and next thing you know, he's on the Chiefs. The Eagles get, you know, they get the benefit of Elliott because somebody else cut him. Remember, they were going to go with Caleb Sturgis, and he got hurt. And it led him to Elliott. So, that you know, everybody goes through this. We just got to get you to the other side, Kate. We got to get you to understand why you're not kicking the ball well. And I think the biggest issue you're having is we can't handle. It's right, left. You're, you're playing what I call army kicking. Right, left, right, left. It's never consistent. So we need to figure out what that is. If we need to fly your kicking coach in here, we'll do that. But you're an important part of this team, and, and I have a hard time wanting to give up on you too early because, as I cited, with Elliott, you know, with Elliott and Buckner, those guys have proven to be great kickers, and both of them got cut. So we've just got to fight our way through this. 
And another example of that is Daniel Carlson, who was with the Vikings, had that bad game against the Green Bay Packers, missed field goals, has been with the Raiders ever since, and was an all-pro last season. That's right. And another one. I mean, Zimmer just got impatient with him. Look, yeah. I, I'll say this, and I, I would have been the same way. I wanted uh, Matt Stover, when we signed him in Plan B back in 1991 in Cleveland, I didn't think he had the mental makeup to do it. And Belichick just said, look, relax. We'll get him to be a good kicker. And he was right. Yeah, still end up having a hell of a career there for the Browns and also with the Ravens as well. And the Ravens, they, they always get all the good kickers. Justin Tucker's been phenomenal, uh, maybe one of the best ever at the position. All right, that is Step Into My Office with Michael Lombardi. Uh, good stuff there, Michael. Uh, I, like, I like the advice to Bryce Young. I think for Bryce Young as well, like just like just there's probably going to be moments that are frustrating for him just because of the current situation and the circumstances, but he seems like he's a pretty headstrong guy and a guy that you would want to pick as a number one overall pick. So uh, it's going to be a, a turbulent year, at least early on, but hopefully he can hang tough. Yeah, I, I mean, he will, and I, and I can see it in him. He just needs to be the leader. They need to figure out the other parts. He's not their problem. Yeah, yeah, he's not the problem. He gets the ball out quickly, man. You see him go through those reads, but it doesn't have a whole lot of time, so it's a good thing he does get the ball out quickly because the defensive linemen have been bearing down on him. All right, on the other side, our buddy Matt Humans, VEASAN host, will join us. We'll talk some NFL and college football here on the Lombardi Line, and we're presented by BetMGM. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abbafe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Throughout the NFL preseason, the VSEN experts are busy evaluating every team to give you the betting edge. Our updated NFL betting guide is due out later this month and will help you get ahead of the upcoming NFL season with picks from every on-air host, team-specific preseason analysis, how to use VEASAN betting splits, and football contest strategies. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today for as low as $19 and reserve your copy of the guide or take advantage of our football season special and get access to everything we do through the Super Bowl for only $199. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. 
Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abbefe, Michael Lombardi. And joining us right now as we continue on here in hour number two, it's our buddy Matt Humans, host of VSIN tonight, Monday through Friday, 9 to midnight Eastern. Also, this coming fall, the season two of the Friday Football Invitational. We'll get into that with Matt Humans as well. We'll get into the college football, but let's start with the NFL here, Matt. And, and, and I'm curious for you because you've been betting for a long time here. Do you take anything away from the preseason? Because we're starting to see some of these week one lines move. We've seen people betting Green Bay. They've been betting Pittsburgh based on how they've looked in the preseason. Maybe also just general optimism around those teams throughout the offseason. But how much do you factor into the preseason when you start to look at some of these week one NFL lines? I I certainly factor it in a little bit because I watch all these games. Uh, I've watched every preseason game so far. I tape them. Some of the games I go back and watch twice and I think there are some things you can learn. And, um, you know, you mentioned the Steelers. I, I've said for like, I don't know, two months that I like the Steelers as home dogs against the 49ers in week one. I'm, I'm partly as a fade on the 49ers because of their quarterback situation. I wasn't sure if Brock Purdy was going to be ready. Uh, but I like the Steelers as three-point home dogs, and uh, that's not going to change. The more I watch the Steelers in the preseason, the more I like them, too. I think that defense is going to be legit especially if uh, as long as T.J. Watt's healthy. And uh, uh, I do. I think Kenny Pickett and that offense is coming along a little bit. They've done some things to improve the offensive line. So there are some teams, you know, that I watch that I like. Uh, you know, I like the Packers all summer. And the more I watch the Packers, okay, that kind of reinforces my opinion. I think the Packers are okay. I've been high on the Patriots. Not many people are. I, I think, you know, in the uh, Saturday game, uh, you could see some uh, real positives with the Patriots when they get Mac Jones and the first-team offense in their rolling, and I think that defense is going to be fine. Uh, there are some teams I don't like that I've watched in the preseason so far, and uh, I think two of them are fairly obvious to everybody. The Texans are going to stink, and the Cardinals are going to be really, really bad. Uh, but I still don't like the Broncos. I think their offense has got a long way to go, and uh, we can talk about some other teams too, but yeah. I certainly think there are some things you take away from the preseason. Yeah, I agree. And one of the ones I want to focus on is Cincinnati. We're not sure where Joe Burrow is. I fully expect him to be the starting quarterback, but their backup situation at quarterback is not very good. And their team, their defense hasn't looked like it's the same level. They've lost both starting safeties. I think Cleveland's a good team. I think Pittsburgh's a really good team. I'm with you on Pittsburgh. But to me, that Cleveland-Cincinnati game, and that line's moving a little bit, too, there. And I, and I think Cleveland as a home dog is a pretty enticing pick. Yeah, I'm starting to come around on that one, too, because uh, I think this Joe Burrow situation's got a little bit concerning. Even if he does start week one, he's going to be basically sitting out the entire month. And uh, I agree with you. The backup quarterback situation with the Bengals, and the Bills. I think both those teams got to be really concerned with the backup quarterback situations. And, uh, you know, I'm still not a Deshaun Watson fan right now. I think he's got a lot to prove. Uh, but I think that's a little bit more of a fate of the Bengals there in week one that uh, I'm starting to come around and I might end up uh, playing the Browns in that week one game. And I, I think you're right about some, a couple concerns about that Cincinnati defense. And, um, you know, with Burrow out the entire preseason, we really haven't seen anything from the Cincinnati offense. Yeah, right now I'm seeing that line right now. Two is the consensus, but DraftKings has 
Cincinnati is a one-point favorite in that game. So obviously right. the uncertainty with Burrow's calf injury that he suffered earlier in training camp. We're speaking with Matt Eumanns, host of VSIN tonight. Check it out Monday through Friday, 9 to midnight Eastern. Uh, I want to ask you, Eumanns, about the NFC South matchup here, the Panthers and the Falcons. I know you were high on Bryce Young during the draft process. Michael Lombardi also high on Bryce Young. But that offensive line for Carolina, it's now been two weeks in the preseason, and they look pretty shaky. Uh, are you looking at maybe the Panthers as perhaps a fade in that NFC? South division if this continues up front there? Yeah, I'm not going to go that far. Uh, I think uh, a lot of people are overreacting. You get a lot of knee-jerk overreactions, too, to what happens in the preseason. And I get it. A lot of people are going to bash Bryce Young. They didn't like him. They're going to say he's too small, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I like. I still like Bryce Young. I think about 90% of playing quarterback in the NFL is um, your football IQ, your mental aptitude, Bryce Young's about as smart as they get at the quarterback position. He's he's going to be one of your hardest workers, and he's not going to turn the ball over. See, it's the, the quarterbacks who burn out and turn into busts are the guys who are lazy, don't put in the work, are not smart enough, and who turn the ball over all the time. And, uh, and also have not had good coaching along the way. Bryce Young's the opposite. He's had good coaching. He's smart. He's putting in the work. He's not going to turn the ball over. I think he's going to be okay. But, yeah, you got con- some, some concerns about the offensive line, no doubt. I'm, I'll tell you what. I know, Michael, you've been watching all these games, too. There are a lot of bad offensive lines across the NFL. Now we're seeing some first-string guys sit out uh, on a lot of these teams. But, man, I'm seeing a lot of offensive line problems for a lot of teams. And the Panthers are one of them. I'm not going to go as far as to say I'm going to fade this team yet because I think Bryce Young's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. But maybe early in the season the Panthers are going to have some problems, yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of bad line play, Matt. There's no question about that. And when you can see a line cohesively come together, I think it really sets you up for play that team on the road. You know, Philly's line can play well on the road. Detroit's line can play well on the road. Now, they haven't been together all this summer, but I think that's the key part. You know, when you watch Miami, they blocked Houston pretty well, but Tua got hit a couple times in that game. Are they going to be able to go to Los Angeles and hang on the road? I think that's a question mark that you've got to answer. So I look at these lines closely, and I know they're playing a lot of different players, but it's still a factor. Oh, it's definitely a factor. And uh, because offensive line depth is always going to be important. So you want to see how the second and third stringers guy uh, play, even without a couple of the uh, starting guys out there. Um, you know, I, I will say this, too. About a year or two ago, we were talking about, you know, how the Las Vegas Raiders offensive line had gone from one of the best in the league to one of the worst. I really like what I've seen from the Raiders offensive line play here in the preseason. I think uh, they've done a great job playing calling plays to play to the quarterback's strengths. Offensive line play has been outstanding. Uh, right now, I'm seeing a Raiders offense is probably not going to miss Josh Jacobs if he's not out there. And that's just one thing. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to uh, be overly optimistic about all of that because uh, I think the the Raiders have had a probably a pretty good situation here in the first two preseason games against the 49ers and the Rams, two teams that really didn't show up and didn't show much for those games, but. Uh, I, I do like the Raiders' offensive line. I think it's improved. And um, I've, I've seen a couple things with the Broncos' offensive line I don't like. So, you know, those are things you have to look at, too. I agree with you. And how about Tua? His first pass attempt against the Texans, right to a defender. Uh, so he's in midseason form. <laughs> I, I don't um, – I'm not – I don't know, man. I, there, are some, there are plenty of positives to look at with the Dolphins. I'm just not as high on Miami as a lot of other people are.
Yeah, I think the Miami situation is pretty volatile, especially given Tua's health and the, the mm-hmm. durability there. And who knows, one concussion, it could be over for him just for his career, since he already talked about contemplating retirement. Uh, real quick, let's squeeze it in here, Matt, because we have a couple minutes. Uh-huh. Wanted to get some thoughts on college football from you. Do you have a favorite college football futures bet that you've made throughout this offseason? Well, I've got a bunch of them. I've probably got about 15 or 20, but I'll tell you, I do like Wisconsin quite a bit. I think Luke Fickle's going to make a big difference. They've got Tanner Mordecai, the transfer from SMU at quarterback. And they're going to open up the offense a little bit. It's not going to be a spread offense in Madison, but it is going to be. You're going to see the threat of the pass this year. you still got a big dominant offensive line with two elite running backs, and that defense is going to be uh, one of the best in the Big Ten. Wisconsin over eight and a half. It's a, it's a good schedule, too. The Badgers get Ohio State and Iowa in Madison. I wouldn't doubt if they knock off Ohio State. And I uh, also like Wisconsin to win the Big Ten West at plus 130. I've got a bunch of futures bets I've been talking about on a lot of shows, but I think you know, Wisconsin is I'm putting my money where my mouth is with the Badgers and uh, winning the Big Ten West. On Wisconsin. There we go. And then also, real quick, I know later on tonight, which we encourage everybody to go look and check it out, v tonight, you host it with Wes Reynolds Monday through Fridays, but tonight, it sounds like you will have a development in the Friday Football Invitational, which will be once again this fall. Yeah, we've announced eight of the 16 contestants so far. I think we've got a great field. You know, the, half the field we've announced, I think, is outstanding. And uh, we're going to put a regular guy in the contest, somebody uh, who who's a VSIN uh, listener, viewer, who wants to compete against the pros. We're going to put a regular guy in, but we've got a bunch more names you're going to recognize to announce, and uh, we'll be doing that uh, this week, too. should have the field filled out by about this time next week. Is there a four-game four watch Femi in the field? Is that, is that, is that four? You know, we call him four. He can watch four games at one time, Matt. Oh, is he in the field? I would, I, would love, I would love to put Femi in the field. I respect his handicapping, but no VSIN personalities are allowed in the contest. There we go, Michael. We're not allowed. All right. That is Matt Humans. Check him out later on tonight on the Visa Time. We'll be back after the break. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get rewarded before you ever place a bet with the G-Bank Visa Signature Card. Unlike other credit cards that decline sports betting transactions or treat them as a cash advance, the G-Bank Visa Signature Card can load directly to your favorite sportsbook app. You'll earn a 1% cash rewards on gaming and sports app loads every time and 2% on other purchases. G-Bank Visa is a card designed for gaming and sports fans everywhere and works with apps like DraftKings, BetMGM, and Caesars. To learn more, go to g.bank slash vsin, g.bank slash vsin. All right. This is the Lombardi Line. We're presented by BetMGM, Femi Bebefe, alongside Michael Lombardi. I don't know why I said all right like that, like I'm Freddie Mercury or something, but Michael, hope you're doing out there. Hey, you know, you just transitioned to another set. You know, you got to go, Femi. Yeah. Go. I'm, like, I'm, I'm standing at, at Live Aid or something like that. Uh, we're hanging hey, out gas here. Gas Fest. You're probably a big Gas Fest guy. You and Bill Berman yeah. can go down there next year. He goes every year. Oh, yeah? That's his deal? <laughs> oh, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> well, let, let's continue our discussion with some of these NFL teams. We had a great discussion in the last segment with Matt Humans, host of VEASAN tonight, Monday through Friday, 9 to midnight Eastern time. Also, once again this fall, he will be doing the Friday Football Invitational with a celebrity guest of 
bunch of celebrity handicappers, pro handicappers, and also the new development that there's going to be a VEASAN listener and viewer that's hey, alongside with it, which I think it. is really cool. It's almost like a... I think it's cool, yeah. Like why not? Pros versus Joes I mean, kind of thing. What makes a pro? I mean, I'm not a pro. I'm not a sharp. I, I've never... I don't bet, so I'm not a sharp. So what makes a sharp? You know, it's like... You know, what makes a, a guy a football expert? You got to pick up dry cleaning, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you got to watch four games at once. We got. I'm sure you, well, you, 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 you saw the NFL Plus experience. Did, I'm sure you wanted another, another game on there. No, I didn't. I liked watching one game. I like watching a game. I, I, I like watching the game. I don't watch uh, when I watch tape of the game. I watch one at one time. I like yeah. to watch special teams. I like to watch the flow of the game. When I when I study tape, I study it on the what they call the continuation. And this is what I've done my whole life in the league when we went to video is you just watch opening kickoff to the last to the kneel downs. And just like you're watching the game because you experience the game. You understand when the height of the moment is, right? Yeah. If you just watch a game and you don't understand this third down is more important than another third down, just watching the tape, you miss a lot. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point because I think a lot of people like like oh I I want to see the cut ups and this and that of like just like but it's like you actually watch from start to finish almost like as if you're watching it like from a, a fan like I was at the game but like yeah. you're at the game but you're seeing it from the all twenty two stuff versus just looking at here's the offensive cut up and, and, and everybody can cut-ups. buy the all twenty two you can yeah. you can get just go to nfl.com you can get the yeah. all twenty two it's not top secret nope it's it's on NFL Plus if you want to go ahead and take advantage of that you can go out there and studying the tape and, and see what, what what michael sees with the all 22 uh all 22 tape well let's get over to the right move or wrong move we'll be playing this exercise over the next couple of segments here to wrap up the show and we're going to start in the afc and we're doing this right move wrong move with the division prices so prices to win the division and we'll start in the afc east where at open the buffalo bills were the favorites plus 100 or even money whichever you choose the jets were at five to one Dolphins are at four to one, and the Patriots are at plus three twenty-five. That is now changed around because of Aaron Rodgers' arrival in the Meadowlands. Bills are now plus one thirty. Jets are plus two fifty. Dolphins plus two seventy-five, and the Patriots have gone from plus three twenty-five to now plus seven fifty. Highest ticket, highest handle. That is on the Bills. Biggest liability is on New England. Right move yeah, or wrong move, Michael? Well, I, I think on the surface it's the right move. Although you know Buffalo doesn't seem right to me. You know that that they, they're going to have to get their act going together based on the summer. Uh, I don't know what they are. I just think Dalton Kincaid can help them. I read Josh Allen's comments about Dalton Kincaid after the Pittsburgh game, which I think will help them. I think Miami. If Tua can stay healthy, certainly has value, especially if the guru, run game guru, will run the football down there. Mm-hmm. Look, I, I think the Jets have a lot of questions about their offensive line. If Becton played the way he did last week against Carolina and he continues to develop and doesn't get injured, they, there's their right tackle. Now, they got to count that Dwayne Brown and Lakeland Tomlinson can be their left, left tackle and left guard. But I, I think that I, I think it's the right order. And I think, look, New England's the long shot because, you know, there's a lot of question marks at quarterback. I think they're really good defensively. Stevenson shows he's a legitimate running back, but they're going to have to get production from their quarterback. Yeah, New England at plus 325 to plus 750. It's jarring to see a Bill Belichick coach team be plus 750 to win their own division. Probably speaks to the division, but also, I mean, there's a lot of, been, a lot of Patriots pessimism throughout this offseason, but maybe a little bit too much, though, because even Matt Eumann said that he's, I'm higher on this team yeah. than the market is. Well, 
everybody's still upset that they've got six Super Bowls. I mean, you know, they, everybody can't wait to pile on. And then we'll get the Asante Samuel to come out and say that, you know, the only reason they won is because of Brady, even though he doesn't understand that in the first Super Bowl, Brady threw for 134 yards and they ran for 133 yards and they beat the greatest show on turf. And Brady didn't play defense, but we'll leave that alone. It was all TB12. That's why they won the Super Bowls. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's go over to the AFC North here, where the highest ticket percentage, highest handle, and the biggest liability is on the long shot, Pittsburgh Steelers. But I want to yeah. ask you about the favorite, who is the Cincinnati Bengals. They've won this division in back-to-back seasons. They opened plus 125. Now they're plus 160. Is that the right move or the yeah. wrong move? I think it is the right move because, look, we know they start slow. They've started five and four the last two seasons, right? So they start slow, and this is going to be a really competitive division. You can't start slow, and I think the competition is better. I think Jim Schwartz makes a huge difference defensively for the Cleveland Browns. I think he makes a big difference to help Kevin Stefanski manage games better. You know, I think he's someone who could be in Kevin Stefanski's ear and say, look, here's what we need to do. He's very good at game management. I think that helps. Look, I love Pittsburgh. I, I mean, everybody now recognizes Pittsburgh's as a good team. This has been no, this has just not been this preseason. Mm-hmm. Go back and watch Pittsburgh the last nine games of last year. They played really well. They played really well, and they'll continue to play well. The guy's a really good coach. And I just think since he isn't as good, I know they got the great Joe Burrow, and I know Jamar Chase is good, and I know they put more into their offensive line. But I think this defense, because of the two new safeties, is going to take a little bit of time to kind of get it together before they can dominate. So I I, I picked the Browns to win this division in the guide. I, I, I don't see why they shouldn't. I think Pittsburgh's a really good team. I picked them in the guide to be a playoff team. So this is such a competitive. The one Baltimore, because of the injuries, you've got to be worried about them, especially with their secondary and with their pass rush. And I think, too, as betters always keep in mind, is that we're not saying that Cincy's going to be bad, but we're saying that based on all these new changes and now Burrow's injury with the calf, maybe they start slow like they've done in the past when Burrow has been healthy to where you want to kind of pick your spots and – Maybe it's in November when you want to bet Cincinnati to win the division and they're maybe plus 250 or in that range. Maybe that's kind of how you want to attack it. Like, don't necessarily throw Cincy out with the bathwater. Just maybe keep them off to the side for right now before the start of the regular season. I think that's kind of the... It's how it's how Zach Taylor has coached, right? Yep. He's never been demanding in the offseason. He's never he's kind of gradually built his team up to play their best football at the end of the year. He's been five and four and he's gotten to the conference championship game two years in a row. The last year, the opener, you know, Burrow turned the ball over five times. The Steelers didn't even get 200 yards of offense and found a way to win that game. Remarkable remarkable but i don't know if you can do that again this year and cover up i don't know if you can continue to do that you know uh, they they're going to have a harder time beating you know cleveland beat them last year pittsburgh beat them last year right so and if baltimore's healthy that's gonna it's gonna be hard to go five and one in the afc north for any team for any team we might get a nine win team here in the north and they may be the best team in the afc because they're going to beat up on one another It's a really strong division. I think the best division in all of football. Let's move over to the AFC South. I don't think you can say the same about this division. The highest ticket percentage, highest handle, and the biggest liability is on the Titans, who lost the division last year after going through a seven-game losing streak. Ryan Tannehill hurt at the end of last season. It was a mess at quarterback. 
Well, we've seen the Jaguars go from minus 150 to minus 155, but the biggest move in this division is with the Colts from open to right now, where they were 7-1 to now plus 550. Is that the right move or wrong move on Indianapolis having a better Ah. chance to win this division? I don't get the move because they're playing a rookie quarterback. Like, I don't get the move. I Look, the rookie quarterback's going to be in the right place. He's going to be in the perfect six-back offense for him. So I understand that, and we don't know what he'll do. You know, we know last year he's had 19 career starts in college football. Not a lot. It's going to take him some time. You can show me all the YouTube videos you want of him throwing off on one leg. That's great, but that don't mean you play quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. you got to be able to execute and throw the ball with consistency. And we know from past performance, Josh Allen struggled for two years in Buffalo. He struggled for two years. You know, 10, inter- 10, 10 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, below 60% his first year. I think it's going to be hard. I'm not saying Richardson is going to be a good player. I'm not. Just I don't understand the movement on the odds there because they, they don't. there's nothing to say this summer that there's a reason for that. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's because he's a good person. You know, he signs a lot of autographs after practice. He picks up the trash in the stadiums. He's, he's a good overall dude. So maybe people want to go ahead and, and back that to win the AFC South. <laughs> I, I'm, I mean, don't, don't think that people aren't thinking that way. <laughs> yeah, some, some are, unfortunately. We'll clean up the AFC West on the other side and tackle the NFC to wrap up the show. This is the Lombardi Live. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Playing a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20. MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip 
and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligible restrictions apply. BetMGM and Game Central reminds you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It is the final segment of the Lombardi line. We're presented by BetMGM. Femi Bebefe alongside Michael Lombardi out there in Tucson. Uh, what's on tap for the rest of the day in Tucson, man? You, you got more meetings that you got to get to? Yeah, going to go over there, spend some time with the coaches, spend some time with some of the players, hang out, you know, watch a little tape, watch some college tape, get ready for the college. Get You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of good to get here and spend time learning the Pac-12. They, op- they open up with NAU and Northern Arizona, and then they play Mississippi State. So it'll be interesting to see Mississippi State you know, they changed everything they're doing offensively. They're going to keep the defensive scheme intact, but yeah. they went to a completely new scheme offensively. They hired the offensive coordinator from from Appalachian State, so that's going to be a different look for, you know, losing Mike Leach, which is a tragic story this offseason. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, that, that, that'll be fun, though. We'll, we'll be having college football week zero later on this weekend. Next Saturday is the big week one for college football. Man, like college football, it creeps up on you because we're so – NFL focus here, obviously doing the GM Shuffle podcast, which the new episode, by the way, is out wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you check it out and download that puppy. But we get so NFL focused here on this show and on, on our pod that like, the college football season every year just creeps up on me. And it's like, oh, my God, yeah. we got week zero. Like Caleb Williams, the Heisman Trophy winner, is going to be playing on Saturday. That's exciting, stuff. I know the NFL teams will be watching that win as well. It is. And, you know, the thing is, that's why it's so important to really buy the betting guide and really get involved. Uh, You know, and I think to me, one of the things I always want to do in betting and recommending bets for college football is I never look at the elite. I want to look at the bad teams. For example, Kent State opens up with Central Florida. Third, that line went from 32 to 35 shockingly, you know, and I don't know if Kent State, they, they returned four players from their team last year that couldn't stop anybody, and they lost their head coach, Sean Lewis, who was a really good head coach. So I, I, I look at those, I'm looking for the gaps in the conferences, you know, where one of the things I've learned working here at Visa, and a lot of things I've learned is the handicappers have a hard time, especially in college, handicapping bad. I know I have a hard time handicapping bad in pro football when I do my power rankings. How bad is bad? It's hard to measure. In the NFL, you can only go the lowest ranking you can get is 32 because there's only 32 teams. Mm -hmm. But sometimes teams are worse than 32. Yeah, there's some pretty bad teams out there. I think the market is expecting the Arizona Cardinals to be worse than 32. But you've mentioned they've played hard this preseason. They're buying into what Jonathan Gannon is preaching out there in the desert. So maybe just don't look to blind fade Arizona early in the season because those guys are at least going to play a little bit hard. Uh, I mean, they're going to have a hard time moving the football. They have no playmakers. I mean, Rondell Moore, I mean, Hollywood Brown, who's making plays for the team? Zach Ertz. You know, there's some names there that we recognize. Can they protect and can and and really can, can they stay healthy as a football team? And, you know, I, I think that's the biggest question that you have to go into because they're just not talented. I mean, they've done a bad job of picking players over the last few years. Well, let's get to our pro tip for the day to continue on this kind of discussion for putting tools into the toolbox for a lot of young handicappers out there, new handicappers. We see you guys. We want to help you guys. And our pro tip for the day was comes from our number one when we were discussing the Indianapolis Colts and what we've seen with Anthony Richardson now as this week one starter is that 
throughout watching preseason, kind of look for teams that you want to avoid betting early on in the season. Colts-Jaguars being one of those games where right now Jacksonville sits as a four-point favorite in terms of the consensus number. Yeah, I, I think it's really important. I, I think one of the things I would urge everybody who listens to our program and watches us on weekends is scouting and finding and betting are very similar. It's about elimination. It's not finding. It's what games don't you feel really comfortable with? You know, what teams don't you have enough data on? You know, we know Arizona's bad, but are we sure Washington's good? You know, and sometimes you've got to eliminate games like this just doesn't fit for me. It's just not a good fit. Maybe, you know, we hear we hear a lot of handicappers say, well, they set the line perfectly. Well, they're really good at setting the line, right? We mm -hmm. know that. But there is variables within this. And I think sometimes you're better off eliminating, especially the, the, the unknown, more than ever. And I think Indianapolis-Jacksonville is a complete unknown game. If you wage into that, there, you might win it, but there's a lot of variables that could go against you. Yeah. And sometimes we say that, hey, you're probably just flipping coins at that point, which sometimes it comes up heads, sometimes it comes up tails. So you could have a 50-50 proposition, but there's no real edge when you have to pay the minus 110 price to flip that coin. Like, you know, the, the break-even point is beyond just 50% there. So always keep that in mind that, hey, you want to bet when you have an edge, and it's hard to kind of find some of those edges in this instance in a game with the Colts and the Jaguars. All right, well, let's continue Right move, wrong move to wrap up the show. We got four and a half minutes up. We'll kind of go rapid fire with these. And in the AFC West, highest ticket percentage, highest handle, and the biggest liability, the defending Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. The biggest move that we've seen, though, has to be with the Denver Broncos, who went from plus 450 optimism early to now plus 500. So maybe yeah. the preseason has started to kind of deter people away from what they've seen in the Rocky Mountains. Well, I think a lot of this is tied to what we've seen from Russell. Now, we haven't seen a lot of Russell, but what we've seen of Russell hasn't been like, wow, he's back. He's cooking. He's at the French Laundry. He's not at the diner anymore. I mean, like we haven't seen enough, and their offensive line's a concern. I, I think, like anything, it's going to take some time to get the program going. I recommended this a month ago when I wrote a column for Visa. I think Denver's one of those teams to not not play early in the season in terms of their win total. Let them declare who they are to you. Are they good enough on defense? Are they good enough? Did they improve their offensive line? Those are questions that I think you have to take a look at. Let's switch over to the NFC. The NFC East right now, the favorites, the Philadelphia Eagles, they are the highest ticket percentage and the highest handle, but the biggest liability is the Washington Commanders. But we've seen the biggest movement in terms of an odds perspective with the New York Giants open at plus 550, now plus 750. Is that the right move or wrong move to be fading Dayball in Big Blue? Well, I, I think the schedule's harder, right? You know, and everybody says, well, Daniel Jones played really good last week. Well, he did. He was he should have been nine for nine. Waller dropped one of the passes that was incomplete. But a lot there was zone coverage. It wasn't like it wasn't a hard game. The game wasn't fast. So are the Giants going to be good enough defensively? I think they have two really good young corners. They can move Adari Jackson inside. But again, I think the schedule's going to be a lot tougher. Open it up with Dallas. I mean, Dallas is a good team. And they'll have a hard time playing Dallas. I mean, when you study the Giants last year, anytime they played a good team, they struggled. Mm -hmm. They struggled. They they did a great job of beating the Houstons. You know, when they played Detroit late in the year, Detroit blew them out. I mean, Detroit took them to the woodshed. So I, I think this is more a reflection of the Giants' schedule, how tough it is, as opposed to the Giants overall. Plus, is Danny Dimes, I know he got a lot of pub, is he really ready to take that next step? We'll see. 
Yeah, well, he, he got paid like he's ready to take it, and they're going to need him to take that step if they're going to get back to the playoffs. Let's talk NFC West, though, because I think this one's really interesting. The highest ticket percentage, the highest handle, and the biggest liability is all with the Seattle Seahawks. And they opened this offseason at 5-1 to one to win the West. Now they're down to plus 195. Right move or wrong move? I think it's the right move. I, I'm not as sold on San Francisco as I was. I think San Francisco's moved back. I still think they're the best team. I think Seattle had a really good offseason. I think Seattle's going to be improved. I think their offensive line's going to be much better. I think, you know, adding Njigba as an inside slot receiver helps them. Added Charbonnet as a running back helps them. If they get Kenneth Walker back, helps them. I don't think Geno Smith will take a step in the wrong direction. I like Seattle's team. I really do. You know, and I think they'll, they open up. Last year, they did not play as well at home as, as you thought they should. I mean, right now, you know, when you look at it, they're a six-and-a-half, five-and-a-half, six-point favorite against the Rams. And the Rams will be the – this will be the only time to play the Rams yep. because this will be the healthiest they'll be all year. Yeah. That's one game that I've been looking at. I'm like, do I want – if I want to bet on a – division road dog that's sort of an unpopular division road dog it would be the rams in that spot with the line being five just because it's hanging out there in no man's land i'm gonna wait and see if maybe there's optimism about seattle if we can get a six or maybe a six and a half then i can come in and play the rams but it's the best we're gonna see the rams all season so that's probably when you want to go ahead and play that team with all the uh the potential for injuries and the, and the lack of depth to, for, for that matter with that roster uh well that does it for us here on the show we'll get to the right move or wrong move on the NFC South coming up tomorrow. We'll make sure to save that one for tomorrow and also the NFC North. But thank you to Thomas Gable, Racing Sportsbook Director at the Borgata. Thank you to Matt Humans once again, the host of VEASAN tonight, which you can check out 9 to midnight Eastern. Michael, have a good rest of the day. Say hi to the team for us, man. Thank you, my man. Thanks, Femi. All have right. a great day. Thank you to our producer, Elliot Bowman, and the entire crew behind the glass. We wish you all the best of luck. VEASAN Best Bets is coming up next here on the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.